We are Wrestling Elitist. I'm your co-host, Chris Scott Moore, joined as always with adorable Alex Gibson and sensational Sean Nash. Welcome, boys, to this, black, black. this episode. Damn, he got the better one. Yeah, for once. Damn. Alrighty, so this is a very special episode, unprecedented in its history. No, we're going to talk about the Royal Rumble, one of our favorite shows. We uh, typically do get together to watch this as a group. We haven't for a couple of years because the product sucks. But hey, uh, when it is fun, we do like to check it out together. And so what we wanted to do for this bonus episode is go over our top Rumble moments. So each of us are going to go through our personal top three, and then we'll do some Rumble predictions later on in this special bonus episode. So uh, again, we want to welcome everyone to subscribe to us on iTunes and Spotify. Follow us on Twitter with uh, Wrestling Elitist Podcast and go to WrestlingElitist.com to get our latest match reviews and witty articles and uh, match ratings as well. So without further ado, let's kick it off. Let's go right to the tippy top. Sean, what was your third rumble moment of all time? Yeah, I kind of struggled right off the bat. I didn't really want to go with something kind of before my time, something that kind of got me into liking the Royal Rumbles and going back far enough to like 01 when Kane just like ran through the whole Rumble entrance and got, I think like 11 entrance. And they mentioned that number forever in history after like every single Rumble of just how dominating of a performance it was. Um, it's a cool little moments. I think he, there was like a moment where it was just uh, him and his brother undertaker in the ring, just knocking everyone out and comes up close. I think, I think he was last, last person eliminated against stone cold and, Yep. Stone Cold wins the Rumble, and who doesn't like to see that in the main event of WrestleMania? So, great Royal Rumble, great for the time, um, and kind of Bill Kane. I love that jacked Glenn Jacobs, like juiced up, definitely yeah. huge, and just those the straps, not the, not the arms. Not on fucking Drew Carey and the Honky Tonk Man, too. Yeah. <laughs> and like you said, definitely juiced. Juiced definitely. a lot. So. Juice. Yeah, no regulations. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go to our next favorite libertarian, Alex Gibson. What was your number three? <laughs> Hell yeah. Uh, I'm not even... <laughs> so my number, th- <laughs> <Damn>. <laughs> my number three uh, was not too long. I mean, it feels like it was a while ago, but it was yeah. actually... Uh, I'm going to break kayfabe here because we're, we're taping this on Monday and this will not come out on Monday. But uh, six years ago to the date, AJ Styles made his debut in the WWE. And... Uh, couple of things obviously they really screwed up the entire intro because they just kept the camera on roman who uh not always the greatest with facial expressions and then also just like the fact that everyone's like okay we don't know this music what is this but once we saw that it was aj styles i thought it was just such a cool moment because at that time we had all heard those rumors that aj had put in his notice at uh with new japan and that the bullet club might be coming and i felt like that just opened up the door for so much speculation it's not nearly the same thing as CM Punk's return back to Rampage, but like in that sense of the uh, kind of the biggest open open secret that you could really have. Like everyone kind of knew that he was coming, but they didn't know. Uh, and I just I loved it. And to see what AJ has been able to do in the last six years, I feel like he's become a a bigger name in six years than I ever could have imagined as much of a fan as I was of his. Absolutely. Uh, I think he actually, it's kind of cool because he broke through what I, I don't think that Vince saw him as the star that he became. I think he basically forced his hand because he was so good and the fans loved him so much. Uh, Sean, what did you think? Yeah, I had this as my number two. So 
you beat me to it. But uh, it was great. It was something that we thought we'd never see. And it was years in TNA and then goes over to New Japan. Just fantastic to finally see him get his his just dues. It kind of, it started to the uh, like John Cena's Instagram being the predictor of what's going to happen. And next year he's starting to post like things of Kenny Omega and that just doesn't come to fruition. He's just fucking around with people. It it was a great time in a uh, not too long ago world, but love AJ Styles. Yeah, yeah. I thought it just kind of really captured the uh, the excitement of what wrestling was at that time with how big and popping indie wrestling was. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, it was just kind of a perfect moment getting to see him come out with the name AJ Styles, seeing that he was skipping NXT and going straight to the main roster. It just really was an exciting time to be a fan back back when that happened. Uh, Chris, everything what was, was your done name? right too. You know, there yeah. wasn't any um, mistakes. He didn't get his name changed. Um, and I, I always heard Flair talking about like on his podcast and shit. He's like, oh, wait till he would tell Vince, like, oh, wait till you get this kid. He's you're, you're going to love him. He's going to be your favorite wrestler. And then sure enough, he really is one of Vince's favorite people. I think um, he reminds probably Vince of like a Shawn Michaels. But, um, you know, he has a tenacity. I think that Shawn doesn't have. Like, he's just very uh athletic and strong and uh, wrestles like a guy who's six feet seven and uh yeah i love aj and i'm glad that he's a wwe guy now and not a tna guy yeah yeah he completely changed what his legacy is uh over the last six years uh chris what was your number three my number three moment which you may have read about if you went to wrestlingelitist.com radical royal rumble that cheap plug by the way but uh, it was the clash between Ultimate Warrior and Hulk Hogan. This was my first pay-per-view that I saw, and or I'm sorry, uh, premier live event, and uh, <laughs> or premium live event, sorry. <laughs> and uh, But no, I just these two guys going at it was a great moment. It only lasts for about 50-some seconds, but they do a face-off, they do a shove, and they do a double clothesline spot. But it felt like the most amazing moment at the time, and it was unthinkable that these two paths would cross, and it still holds up to today. Um, watched it not too far recently ago and uh, love this moment. And it brought up so many happy memories and they did a great job with it. Cool. All right. So let's work our way back down here. So we got uh, Sean, you had AJ Styles as your number two moment. Yep. So let's just skip a little bit if we can. Let's not get your number one yet. Let's go to Alex's number two. Yeah. Uh, my number two, even more recent than the AJ Styles debut was uh, the return of Edge. Um, I mean, how many years did we go where there was a rumor that edge might be coming back or, yeah. um, you know, we'd see that and you, you'd see all these other guys come back, uh, due to the power of DDP yoga and, uh, just kind of hoped that you'd get to hear, you think, you know, me one more time, at least, um, when he came back, I, I, I didn't know necessarily that I thought it was going to be like a long time return. I thought maybe they were just like, he's healthy enough to do a rumble or something like that, but He's actually had a pretty good run. It, it sucks that it's mostly happened in a pandemic era, um, but I know he's still getting his time now. He's got a, I think he's got a mixed tag match with uh, Beth Phoenix. Yeah, he does. Uh, coming up at this, at this uh, Royal Rumble. But just incredible, A, how good he looks at, like, I think he's 50. I'm pretty sure he, if he's not 50, he's like 48, 49 in the best yep. shape of his life. Um, his music is one of the best songs to listen to at the gym. And, um, just, it was really cool to see his return. And then they did WWE. One thing that I will always give them credit for those WWE, like 24 seven type shows that they do yeah. when they're kind of documenting someone's return. His was amazing. 
Uh, I remember there were rumors that AEW did offer him a contract, but he said, I have to go to Vince with this to, you know, basically see if they'll at least match it or whatever. And they did. And so that's why he ended up in, in WWE. But uh, just an incredible moment. Great song. And, um, you know, I, I was fortunate enough to see him versus uh, Roman back in Dallas, back in uh, at uh, Money in the Bank. The guy still got it and couldn't be happier for him that he gets to go out on his own terms this time. I did think that you were referencing Edge's return in 2010 when he uh, came back to the Rumble to win that. So that's what I thought initially mm-hmm. when I was looking at the show notes because that was a great moment itself. But um, good to see uh, Edge back in the current version of him. And uh, he did a great spot with Randy Orton in the match too. Uh, so it was cool to see that. And uh, yeah, I mean, uh, it's it's nice that he's wrestling again. And he's always someone that brings it in the Rumble. It makes it feel like a special match. Yeah, and... Um... He also had a moment with uh, Christian too, or was that the next year? I can't remember quite when he had a moment with Christian, but yeah, Christian was twenty twenty one. Yeah, I think it yeah, wasn't think, the same. Yeah, yeah, no, Christian was a year later. Oh, okay, but even still, it was just great to see him back. Uh, someone who I just I said earlier in the podcast down the road uh, kind of got me into wrestling and just built my fandom. So great to see him back and that that pop at that. Arizona Diamondbacks stadium just was so cool. All right. So speaking of pop, so my number two moment was when Vince's quads popped. <laughs> nice. Segway? <laughs> uh, no, uh, that was just the craziest moment. And if you think about uh, Vince as a character in real life or just who he is as person, I always think of there will be blood when Daniel Day Lewis's character, Daniel Plainview, he breaks his leg and he gets he drags himself up and then it implies that he crawled on his back, just pushing himself all the way back over those jagged rocks. And I just think of Vince the same way, like that entire time he pulls both quads, he completely no sells it on his face. I actually did watch the end of that rumble and there's no look on him that he's in excruciating pain and he would have to be an unbelievable excruciating pain and he completely doesn't sell it whatsoever to me it's the most quintessential vince moment of like god this fucking guy is crazy but he's always working everyone and he's working all the wrestlers to show i'm not really that hurt i don't need to miss time and i'm gonna be at tv as soon as i can and like i want to get to work tonight oh it absolutely like vince is not a human he is no. just ab- not a, mm-hmm. <laughs> he is a completely different beast. Uh, and to see him do that. And I believe like he was, cause that was the, the next week they were going to Japan yeah, uh, for like their first ever like live TV tour. And I'm pretty sure he was on that tour. Like I would, I would not be on that plane <laughs> if, if that was me. Uh, just an absolutely like, I mean, we could say what we want about him, but like, there's nobody that's more dedicated to the business. Like, Maybe we don't like what he dedicates himself to with the business, but I, I can't imagine uh, somebody who works harder than than Vince. Yeah, this was, you guys keep taking mine. This was my number one. I mean, it, it's crazy enough that you have Cena and Batista just coming to a supposed unworked tie and that makes him come down there and he just slams in the ring, pops those quads and <laughs> puts on a brave face like nothing just happened. That's insane. and. Then going to Japan a week later, just probably hopped up on painkillers. Good for him. Holy fuck. Just crazy to 
play out live in front of people. Like you can't, you can't be able to hide that. And somehow he hit two blown quads. Yeah. I've, I've well, done a worse job. At, that those guys like, those, oh, I'm sorry. I was just going to say, I've done a worse job at no selling like an ingrown toenail. Like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> more of a man than us. Yeah. No, and like, it, it, but the match itself, like, Cena and uh, Batista, like they both really did hit at the exact same time. And that was yeah. like, such an odd thing, too, because when they did the le- legit worked uh, Bret Hart, Lex Luger spot, it was clearly like Lex touched first and it looked kind of dumb and the fans kind of shit on it. But like this one was a total accident. And yeah, just a crazy moment that uh, I, I just it, it's mind boggling. It's one of those finishes that you'll never forget. Yeah, it was. And in, in, uh, just as Sean's number one got stolen, that was my number one as well. I remember watching that. And I feel like that was like at a time where I like wasn't fully convinced in my mind that wrestling was fake or like I, I, I was still like in a gray area of like understanding what was going on. So then like reading about it being like not supposed to happen, but it was like it just kind of added a little bit to the gray uh, of it all for me of like understanding exactly what happened and kind of like how I would imagine it would have been during uh, the Monday Night Wars when Shane all of a sudden shows up on WCW where you're like, wait, what? Uh, like, what part of this is, am I being worked on? What am I not? Um, so just kind of a, a cool, like, almost like magical moment within wrestling where it kind of just makes you question, like, what was supposed to happen versus what did. Cool. All right. Well, then leaves us with one left. And my number one is when Ric Flair won the Royal Rumble in 1992. At that time, I would have been what, six? And I remember we discussed it at church. Back in the day, I actually didn't go to church. Rick Flair and discussion we in church. Like me at church. And then on top of it, I remember like us discussing like who would win. And we were like asking people, like, who do you think is going to win the Rumble at like, like church? But uh, yeah. And, awesome. uh, and back then, like you didn't get pay-per-views or anything like that. It was six. So like I wouldn't know. You know, and then uh, you had to wait a whole week until syndication. But there was a really telling give. And I remember, like, Alex, you mentioned, like, okay, is this real? Is this fake? Uh, Mr. Perfect was the heel commentator in Syndicated Superstars. And he said why Flair was going to win. And he's like, because he's the only regular guy. And it made me think of, like, oh, yeah, everyone in WWF is, like, a gimmick. Like, Undertaker's a gimmick. Sergeant Slaughter's a gimmick. Like, all that shit. And I was like, oh, I guess that does make sense. He probably will win. And sure enough, he did. Uh, and uh, Ric Flair gave the best Ric Flair promo, I think, of all time. Uh, when he said, this is the only belt in the wrestling world that matters and had a tear in his eye. This is the greatest moment in my life. And he meant every word of it. And it's a great moment. And then you have the also awesome moment of Mean Gene yelling at someone to put that cigarette out just randomly off camera. Put that cigarette. It's a weird, awkward moment. But goddamn, Ric Flair delivered the shit out of that promo. And that whole match, Bobby Heenan was classic and on. Uh, and as funny as he could be. So it's one of my favorite moments as a fan and uh, got me super addicted to wrestling as a little six-year-old dickhead kid. Yeah, that promo after is just unforgettable. The like energy spent in the match, just you can see it all in his face, his sweat, his just panting as he's delivering these lines and this, that when he hits that with a tear in my eye, it's just fantastic. Fantastic. Good old Ric Flair back in the day when you could say, yeah, good old Ric Flair. And it's funny. I, they did like a, like a live stream cast with Conrad and 
uh, once and he like they asked like like were you tired during this he's like no <laughs> just because it's normal like I don't, whatever it's fine <laughs> and just totally not tired and just another night and uh but it was a very special moment and it made rick flair it cemented him and made him legit because at the time he was just this old looking guy who had a fake world title belt and i didn't watch wcw at the time so i didn't really know who he was but i knew he was important by seeing him in the aftermath so cool moment to see that happen but all right, we have some cool moments ahead of us. So I want to go uh, really quickly with you guys and go into what your predictions are for the Rumble itself. So for the Women's Rumble, who's your who's your uh, who's your winner, Sean? Um, I think my choice has to go to someone who I think's been off for a while. I haven't really been watching, but I think it's about time for like Bailey to return, and. Um, I think that would be a nice little surprise. Maybe get someone to sing a little little tune yeah. for her old theme. But uh, I don't know. I, maybe her. Um, I don't know. It seems like the roster's been cut so much. I think like champions are actually in the match. I think. I think fucking Bula's in the match. <laughs> like they <laughs> they need they need too many people. So I don't know. I think you have to bring her back. I think the roster's a little too thin. So I th- that'd be kind of my hope. I just, she has got history with I think both of the champions currently. Yeah. So it'd be good to see. Alex, Alex, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm struggling really to think because the uh, cynic in me just thinks well Charlotte Flair uh, because always. Uh, she's always a safe bet. Um, but there's part of me that when I'm looking at the, the confirmed names that are in there so far, part of me almost wonders if Bianca Belair gets another shot at that wins again and, and kind of gets a shot to redeem herself. I just don't understand the whole SummerSlam thing that they did with Becky. And maybe this is her chance to, you know, kind of do it again. Um, but if I, if I have to, uh, commit, I'm going, I'm going Charlotte Flair. I just, it's hard to believe that they'll give it to anybody else. What about I, you, Chris? Yeah, I think that makes sense. I mean, a reset does make sense. I think they maybe they want to do that with Biggie as well. Um, but I think if we can go surprise route, if Ronda Rousey does return, I'd love to see that happen. I'd love to see Ronda at WrestleMania. They'd be fucking great for us. So that's my pick and hope for the women's Royal Rumble. So let's go over to the men's. Sean Boy, who's your prediction? This one I feel like is even more tough because it's just like who's out there i think every even roman and brock are supposed to be in it and both have matches so what's that going to do when are what's it going to take place on the card because will he be champion at that point will he lose i'd like to see if if bobby lash that he wins i'd like to see maybe a rematch at uh old mania that'd be cool see some big beef slamming happen but uh i don't know if i've anyone finn balor would be cool i think he needs to get something going in his career at WWE more than a intercontinental title after that unfortunate shoulder injury once he mm-hmm. first came on board. But I don't know. Uh, Big E maybe, who knows? He could be the next one in the New Day line to to get his super mania moment. What about you, Alex? Yeah, I, I lean towards uh, go, leading up to day one before – people kept getting added to the match and then ultimately uh brock got added into that championship match i thought that it was looking like kevin owens might be um might have a chance uh at at a title run so i am gonna go with you know he did just sign a a new long-term contract 
Uh, and I, I love Kevin Owens. Would love to see him in a main event when we're down in Dallas. So I'm going to go with Kevin Owens winning. What about nice. you, Chris? Nice. Yeah, I'd like to see Kevin Owens or AJ Styles, but I don't know what type of program they would do and what AJ is going to be up to. So I don't know how much logically it makes sense. I also thought Riddle could be a good dark horse too. Um, but then they have to split up him and Randy. Um, but then again, maybe they put Randy in the Saudi Arabia chamber match and he wins that. I don't know. So that's how they get that. But then we finally get Brock versus the bro. That'd be great. Ooh, that mania. Something. A little pre-show action check, there too. Yeah, I was going to say, check a, check that box off that shirt. Check your, Brock Lesner. check your DMs. <laughs> oh shit. Uh, Johnny Knoxville's going to win. Yeah, I was wrong. Shit. Oh, I forgot about that. Oh, damn. Yeah. You solved it. Yeah, we man could win. Uh, wouldn't that be great? The other kid, uh, Preston, uh, Dave England, Preston, Dave England. not Bam uh, though. No. Rob himself, Danger Aaron, Danger Aaron, Danger Aaron. Rest in peace, <laughs> Ryan Dunn. Love you every day, man. What times? Yeah. That was a lot to be put on TV. Yeah, well, you know, it's funny. Like the Rumble is, uh, we we talked a lot about the product not being for us right now, and the shaky cam, and the zoom, and the pans, and there's a lot of things production wise that does annoy us. But the Rumble is a fun event for non fans, and it's a great thing to have on in the background. We've done instead of Super Bowl squares, we did Royal Rumble squares before in the past at your house. Um, I got fucked over on that because I got Gentleman Jack. Uh, and he was certainly not going to win. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't he jump out of the ring? Yeah, yeah, with the with umbrella. Umbrella. yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was very upset, oh. <laughs> but it is a good match to watch with non-fans. So if you are watching it, bring over someone who hasn't watched wrestling before and see what they think of it. It's always interesting to get their thoughts and it'll get people hooked in and uh, rumble's always fun. So we'll have a good time with it. Even if the product isn't as hot as we'd like it to be, but we're looking forward to Mania uh, and going there as a group too. So we'll be talking more about the road to WrestleMania later on, but uh, that's going to do it for this bonus episode. So thank you again for subscribing and listening again, give us a five-star review, follow us on wrestling latest podcast on Twitter and check out the website at wrestling Rick rude. Hit the music. Hit the music.